Hello again, and welcome to the 27th podcast of The Cavern Today. This is Moog, and it's my great pleasure to introduce this month's program. And what a month it's been. While still dealing with the loss of Willow, Wheelie, Engberg, and her friend Rose, we found ourselves presented with the stunning industrial age of Arcana and the promise it brings of a new light for the cavern. Indeed, that's the inspiration for the title of the current episode of Mist Online, Uru Live. And drawing from that, the cavern today has chosen to entitle this podcast, TCT Lightens Up. Now, we're never short of humor in our programs, or attempts at humor anyway, but for the sake of moving on and putting tragedy behind us, as well as celebrating the arrival of Arcana, we decided to simply kick back, have some fun, and celebrate this month's episode. And so, with no further fuss, here's Dalkin Starbine with this month's news. Shura, this is Dalkin Starbine bringing you your TCT News Report. Well, following the tumultuous events of May, this month was, by comparison, far more sedate. There were, however, several new areas released by the DRC. The first of these was the Great Tree Pub, also known as the Watcher's Sanctuary, an area in the city's Jeteri district, which is named after the Watcher, a dunny man who claimed to have received messages and prophecies from the Maker. This area, during the time of the dunny, was used as a place for philosophical debate. It was here that Kate Alexander stated that a new age called Jellic would be released in a month's time. Jellic was an age used by the Dunny as a gaming area. Further details at the moment are not forthcoming. Also confirmed by Kate was the release of Urkana, the book to which was placed in the Watcher's Sanctuary on Tuesday the 26th. The age was a harvest age used by the Dunny and was most likely owned by the Guild of Caterers. It contains much industrial machinery and is certainly less wild and natural than prior ages. However, it is certainly still extremely interesting. One of the reasons for this interest is that one of the age's roles was to create special pellets. These pellets were used to feed the algae that resides in the Dunny Caverns Lake. Upon being fed, this algae releases a kind of bioluminescence. During the time of the Dunny civilization, this emission of light during certain times of the day would be the basis of the cavern day-night cycle. However, on the collapse of the Dunny, this cycle was damaged. On June 27th, the DRC sent official key messages to all explorers inviting them to use this capability to restore the cycle. After the disappearance of Michael Engberg last month, the DRC has undergone something of a reshuffle. Kate Alexander has been elected to a position on the DRC, a fact that has sparked some controversy amongst explorers. Now that she has an official position on the council, she also has influence in terms of decisions affecting the cavern, above and beyond her control of funding. However, it is understood that she will have no part in terms of assuring the structural safety of the cavern, Mr. Engberg's role on the council. This role will presumably be taken over by various restoration engineers. It is interesting to note 
that Dr. Sutherland believed that this move was a conflict of interest on Miss Alexander's part. However, it seems that both are willing to continue to work towards the restoration. One other member of Miss Alexander's cohort, Douglas Sharper, has shown that he is determined to do something about the recent problems with the Barrow. Stating on Monday the 26th, he was prepared to set off to the age of Noloben, which is in possession of the DRC, but has not been released publicly. It seems he was setting out to find and kill the Barrow that had earlier been confirmed by Miss Alexander to be responsible for Wheelangberg's death. While most explorers seemed to think this retaliation was a bad idea, Sharper seemed determined to see it through, saying, I will come back with the body if I come back at all. This latest action doesn't seem to bode well for the future, with some speculating that this could cause events even worse than those of May. On that note, Dr. Sutherland has recently unveiled a new memorial at the Kahlo Pub, not just to Wheelie, but also to all explorers and others who have lost their lives and were involved in the community. Amongst these names were those of Rose Taylor, Explorer Pepsi, and former associate of the DRC, Phil Henderson, who, interestingly enough, has never been confirmed to have died. The DRC wish anyone with any other names of members to the community who have recently passed away to please forward those on to the DRC for inclusion on the memorial. Also of interest this month was a full activation of the Great Zero. The structure, which has remained dormant for some time, was reactivated once again at 4 p.m. on Sunday the 24th, cavern time, thanks to the tireless efforts of the community to recalibrate it. The device, the first structure constructed by the Dunny on their arrival in the cavern 10,000 years ago, played an important part in the construction of the parts of the city, and is also useful in that, in conjunction with a key, it is possible to calculate your exact position in the cavern relative to the Great Zero itself. The blue line emitted by the GZ now sweeps the entire cavern. As for the events of next month, little information has been provided aside from the Age of Jellic, but more events are sure to be scheduled as we move into the month of July. Now we'll go to the in-cavern interviews. Shura, and welcome back to in-cavern interviews. This is the part of the cast where Dawkins Starbine, that's me, interviews you, the explorers. I'd like to start off with an apology to William Clark, who I seem to have lost the interview for. Really sorry about that. And now to the interviews. The DRC paid us a few visits recently and opened up several new areas. Here's what Doc Rowe had to say. Episode 6. First of all, I'd like to tell you it was much better than Episode 5, Scars, because it wasn't morbidly depressing. There were a lot more content releases that I was very excited about, including The Watcher Sanctuary, which was awesome, and Urkana, which was more awesome. And overall, I was very satisfied. There were no shortage of content releases, and there was definitely a storyline. And now, we're pretty much just waiting for Doug Sharper to get back from his wonderful trip to tell us all about the picking daisies and doing all the fun things with the borrow, because he would never hurt a borrow. 
But overall, it was a very, very well done episode. Well, I'm glad the pellet thing is getting going. We can actually see our progress now on the machine that is over by the ferry terminal, which is fantastic because we had no idea we were, how we were doing with the Great Zero. So it's a good long-term project. And um, Urkana was amazing. Um, I almost went to tears the first time I went there. So, and it, it was really good. And for any newcomers who might come across this interview, I would like to inform you that if you take the time to understand the storyline and the um, just basically the history around you, you'll really learn to appreciate Uru more, and you'll be running home every day to come onto Uru and to just see what happens next. Yes, of course, like I often say about the Mystery Series, it, there's one thing it teaches you, it's that everything has a purpose. And when you discover this purpose, you learn to appreciate Mist Online, Uru Live, a lot more, and you enjoy it. So really take the time to understand it. Thank you, Dokro. Next, I found Moiety, and this was her opinion of the recent events in the cavern. Well, I really like Science Place to use episodic con content compared to what we had before. I really think it's a nice choice, and it makes everything a lot more exciting, having it all together in one week that's pre-planned. I honestly have to say, I think I preferred the first episode better, with all the drama about what was going on with Wheelie, it was just very exciting and dramatic. Whereas in this one, it seems like there's a little less storyline, but it's still really cool with the release of Arcana and the ability to light up the lake with the pellet. And it's really interesting to see where they're going to go with that, with all the pellets and getting the points and stuff. So I really think that's a cool addition with the ages and the technology, as opposed to just focusing on the storyline. Well, together, I really enjoy all the episodes, and I can't wait for the next one in the future. Finally, this is what Archangel had to say on the subject. Okay, well, I came into this new episode as the Relayer Angel. So I'm on the Relayer's team as well as I'm a greeter as well. I... Personally, I like the new episode. I love Ericana. I think, personally, they could have done a wee bit more with it. But what they have done is very, very good. As a relayer, we had a lot of fun. I still think we are getting loads of bog-ups, like masses of people congregating in the one area. Like, when we had the Watchers pub open up we had quite a number of people there anything from about 150 to 200 in there and it was quite laggy but I tell you what people did have fun they were laughing because of the lag and it was quite a lot of fun to see everybody enjoy themselves also when Kate Alexander was there it was good to see people relaxed and being able to ask her some questions. 
and we were able to relay that down to the Bevans, which was very good as well. We were also able to relay it to the greeters, and they passed it on as well. And I think this time the episode was handled a little bit better than it was Scars. I found that Scars was a bit of a um, disjointed mayhem, and um, this episode went far better. I also liked that during the week we saw Nick White appear, we saw Marie Sutherland appear in the dog, in the GOG. It's nice to have them appear a little bit more often. I think the uh, discussions that were held amongst the explorers were that they wished that the DRC would show their faces a little bit more than just once a week, every month, keeping, our, uh, keeping us up to date and just making the odd appearance is quite good. It was lovely to see a Ralto page and also the tie-dye shirts coming in. I think everybody just was so thrilled about And everybody is finding, I think, the palettes quite a nifty idea. Thanks so much to all of our interviewees. For The Cavern Today, this is Dalkin Starbine. Signing off. Thank you, Dalkin. Well, it goes without saying, but during the typical mission in Uru, we get into some pretty rough situations. Between all the climbing and jumping, sloshing through water, falling through bridges, etc., our linking books can really take a beating. And while they are amazing examples of the dunny art of writing, they are still, alas, just paper and ink. So for those of you who may have damaged your Relto books and are looking for some way to repair them, we offer the following public service announcement. Hi, I'm Joe. Are your linking books old, fading, falling apart? Well, bring them to the new one-hour book repair and we'll fix them up. Good as new, no problem. That's our motto. Ink to link without the kink. Get it? Ink to link, because... Rush job, Pop. Okay. You don't mind if I talk while I work? Oh, this one is ancient. You can tell by the paper. Good stuff. Whoops. No problem. We use only the finest materials and workmanship here. Oh, this is completely faded. Junior, hand me that Sharpie. Here you go, Pop. There. Good as new. Pop, the linking panel went dark. Oh. Uh, hand me that postcard of Pismo Beach and that glue. They'll never know. Okay. No problem. Hey, does anyone know how to read these little square numbers? Who are these from? Some old guy with glasses. Hey, I can't fix these. They're all burned. The Denis One Hour Book Repair. From ink to link without the kink. In the mall, next door to Rocky's Tattoo Cave. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of TCT Talk, our roundtable chatterbox about the goings-on in the cavern. On this podcast, we have... Anthony. Genethus. Lego Addict. Moog. Wolfgang D. And me, Sherry. We've had some great stuff that's happened in the cavern, so let's talk about it. You guys, you want to start just anywhere? 
You, um, I think you want to start with the, the their stuff yeah. and then get into the yeah. meat and potatoes. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, Uruites, you know, we are in so many different worlds. And, you know, <laughs> I, I promise you when... Including our own little world. Yeah. Yes, it's very true. But, you know... <laughs> We, we've been scattered amongst all these online worlds like stars on a night sky. I've said it many, many times. And I have to give kudos to Susan SZY and Natika. They have both been appointed to the members advisory board at, uh, in there.com. And we're really, really proud of them. It's an, another two Uruites. This is the sixth term out of eight that Uruites have sat on. So this is really good, you know, kind of uh, giving our, uh, spreading our influence through online worlds. Anyway, that's that. It's great to get the word out there because there has a pretty amazing following. A lot of people are involved with there. And the more that we can, you know, plant the Uru bug, you know, the more we can bring to the cavern, hopefully. Well, you know, that was really what was interesting, Moog. I mean, there are so many people who followed us back home that we have made such an impact in their mm-hmm. world and then they just they politely just followed us home and we are so glad that they are here with us. Can we say resistance is futile? Uh, no, <laughs> that's not Sidey did. We are right. Yes. <laughs> we will add your own distinctness to our own. <laughs> oh, but, okay, now speaking of that, guys, now real life has been eating my lunch. Let's mm-hmm. let's talk about scars. What happened? Let's play catch me up. Catch me up. Tell me what happened. Well, we can't be too spoilery about that. I think you should just experience it all yourself. Yeah, well, I'm never in cavern. Okay, look. I'm Run never in cavern when the characters are. You can borrow my time machine and go back a month. Oh. Or try running around Mankata on your own without any guidance. Yeah. That's what do you think I am? Moses? <laughs> right, right, right. Actually, Scars comprised two major elements. There was the drama in the pub, as well as as availability of the Mankata book. And I know a lot of the listeners have been through Mankata and have their own thoughts about it, but what did we think of it? First it was thing I very said, big. <laughs> yes, it was I very haven't gotten through it yet. It was. It was a fascinating age. I, objects in the sky are cool. Yes, yes. I found it to be quite a bit like the classic Mist Ages, uh, in my opinion, and that all the clues were provided for us except for the need to, well, we were even told to seek our path in the stars, so I guess that last part was there with it, the constellation it, connection. Basically, yeah, it was taking almost all its... its and wouldn't those little markers in the book be kind of considered stars? Yeah, there was that too, but also the constellations, and the path was echoed in the constellation shapes yeah, and indeed. things like that, yeah. Well, you got to look at it. It took almost all its cues from the old Miss games. You're right. I mean, yeah. you have journal... <clears throat> placed near with mm-hmm. the clues needed to get through the age everything exactly. basically mm-hmm. you don't need is right there you know and like a lot of the classic mist puzzles i think it hit some people as oh boy this was excellent and it hit other people like how in the world am i supposed to figure that out now in my case as i posted in the forums i was a draftsman in a previous career previous life if you will and i've done um drawings uh showing you know surveying layouts and things like that and those are all about striking off at a path at a certain a certain compass point and going for a certain distance and then stopping and turning to another compass point and going on for another distance until you've actually you know, closed a path. And so for that reason, the puzzles in Mankata seem very familiar to me, and I really, really enjoyed working them, although I must admit that I never got the fourth one 
mm-hmm. without going to the map and taking the direct route to it. Because it seemed like there were just so many legs to the path and so many waypoints we had to, you know, stop and turn. And since we didn't have a precise measurement for angles, you know, timing was pretty precise. Once well, we somebody, that out. somebody said that every, that every time you hit a waypoint, you're supposed to be on a stump. You know, I saw that too, and that was not my experience, even with the short ones. Because I went back and tried that just to make sure. But there were just yeah. so many waypoints in the fourth path well, that I could if, never get yeah. even in the neighborhood. I'm, I'm guessing if, if you assume that every waypoint is a stump and you're close to a stump at your waypoint, then the stump is the waypoint. That's what I was kind of thinking. But I, oh, I've been sense. through it once, and I and I went through it a second time after deleting the book <clears throat> so uh-huh. we could do our little piece for the last podcast. And uh, I, 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 I don't think I'll ever complete that age again. <laughs> and, and I'm thankful I don't have to. Well, that being yeah. said, I really, really enjoyed the ambiance there. And I've gone back just to visit it and to experience it again. It kind of struck me if you've mm-hmm. seen, you know, surrealist paintings by uh, Dali, for example, and who else mm-hmm. am I trying to think of? Um, it's Van Gogh? No, no, the surrealist. Uh, surrealist, yeah. <laughs> that the landscape and the objects there were just so strikingly, you know, photographically realistic, but at the same time unreal. And it was a very enigmatic place to be. Didn't anyone else try to run off to the edge? No. See how far they could go? I yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I managed was... to get directly underneath the stars to the point where I could see behind some of the ones adjacent to me. Wow. After you did it at night time. Minutes. Yeah. Interesting. That's... You've seen the dark side of the moon. <laughs> it's interesting that, that the, uh, the age is that huge. You didn't think the plasma engine could actually do that. You Apparently know, guys, so. I'm, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I, have to, I have to interject. When I got into that age and was trying to figure that thing out, the first thing I said was, who the heck am I, Moses? It was, you know, if I wouldn't, if the forums didn't exist, I'd still be there stumbling around for 40 days and 40 nights trying yeah, to that's, find that stinking uh-huh. hole. That was my so, thing. I, I didn't find anything for the longest time. Yeah. It was one of those things I was, and I posted in the forums, I said, handkerchiefs. If you're going to blow dust at me, at least get a handkerchief over my nose and True. mouth. My goodness. I was uh-huh. just. I was dropping I in holes all over the place. It wasn't the right hole, but. Yeah, that that was funny. We were looking for, I think, three or five, and we found the three or five, like the the one that we weren't looking for. Uh huh. And we had a little moment there where I hit the thing and we linked, and I think Anthony had just hit it at the same time, and we linked, linked. I'm like, uh, uh huh. (laughs) Something went wrong. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Actually, and on the first try, I ended up wandering around for about. 10 or 15 minutes, I actually just fell into a hole completely randomly. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, was Molag had the very same experience. But the funny thing tall. was, it was the fifth hole, apparently, and I had yeah. thought it was the first. And then after I'd gotten all the other holes, I couldn't find the first one, and then I climb up, and I look, and it's right there, and I'm just standing there. Uh-huh. Kind of a blank <laughs> look on my face, if you can imagine. Like, how did I miss that? Yeah. Right yeah. there. Who all found the soccer ball? I I, I did find it, but at that point, I had no idea which way was back because it was nighttime. And so I I didn't try to bring it back. Well, I brought it back, but it was in daytime. And so I was able to use the shadows and uh, navigated pretty much directly straight back to the cage. So now my soccer ball was right back up where I can easily find it. I was surprised I I found it. And I thought, you know, I'm never going to find this again. Well, yeah, it took a visit to the forums to actually find where it was. Oh, okay, so that's where. And then I went down and got it. But that's pretty neat. <laughs> and, you know, you have to you have to admit that uh, 
Scars rolled out smoothly. It did. I've got to ask, though, what do you think the connection is between Minkata and the events in the cavern? Borrow. The symbol. Yeah, that's pretty much my impression, too. The um, standing stones in Minkata, the inscriptions on the stones, they seem to imply in the hieroglyphics a conflict between two factions of Borrow. Yeah. The stone even itself is somewhat split. Yeah, and the split in the stone, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. You might say that it's riven. (laughs) But but I wonder if that was the only point of that age, really, aside from decorating the relto a little bit. Well, I think a lot of the story is best left not explained, you know, because that that gives us... Maybe it actually, the whole story is actually, maybe the ending has been written, but we have... uh, (laughs) We we there is a purpose to a lot. And there is a lot of points to it, but to tell us all of it right now, you know, would you know, would stop watching Lost. Well, fun. Yeah. Well, true, true. Yeah. <coughs> so you think it'll come together later? Think we'll have some closure that will actually tie these new ages well, together? Well, oh, yeah. Diane has a five-year uh, story arc. Grant said that somewhere. So we may not see it end for five years. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> see, I, I was watching that TV show Heroes for a little while. And as, as each episode begged more questions than the one before, and I said, you know, if I'm telling you, if this show does not reach some kind of closure by that last episode of the season, I am stopping watching Cold Turkey. Uh-huh. You are not stringing me along for another season. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, well, see, with enough loose so, ends, you kind of so lose track you know, of them. You, you hear that, Cyan? I need like some satisfaction the by the end of this year. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> well. We all need different things from our online worlds, that's yeah. for sure. Huh? Some of us is dead frogs. Oh uh, yeah, you mentioned that earlier. Yeah, I was killing dead, killing frogs. You can't kill dead frogs. Well, I was, uh, yeah, I was killing frogs that needed to be dead. It's like a hot water heater, way. you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I've noticed that you know, for me, I have not been able to get into the cavern, you know, just for personal reasons for the last month or so. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm totally behind. I am never there. Join the when club. the stuff happens. And it's a little bit frustrating because, you know, you want to be a part of the storyline. You want to, you know, you want to get in and get dirty a little bit. No, I don't. And I just, you know, I found it was a little frustrating, you know. And you know what? I on. think that Cyan is really, really aware of that and would like more than anything else to correct that. <laughs> but it's just yeah. going to take time and money and yeah. patience on yeah. our part. Money. Yeah. All right. Money is the major thing. So yeah. have we uh, dispelled with scars and we can move on to... A new light? A new light. Sure. Sure, let's. I'm a little anxious to talk about the the Watcher's Sanctuary. Yeah. Oh, pretty. Um, I always love it. it, it. It's for those of us who have played the uh, offline version of Teapots or The Path of the Shell. Mm -hmm. uh, We've noticed that it's been a little redecorated. Uh huh. Beautiful. Maybe they maybe they just cleaned it. Maybe that's that's all it was. Because I remember it was earth tones before. Now it's very blue. So uh-huh. maybe maybe beneath all that dirt was blue. Fresh, Who knows? Or a fresh coat of paint. Yeah, there you go. Well, it well, is it a restoration a- after all. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is the restored water sanctuary versus the. Uh, we were in the process of doing it, but we had to leave. Now, yes. I've, I've heard some kind of conjecture on uh, forums that supposedly an instanced version is intended, but hasn't been implemented. Hmm. Has anyone else heard that? Is is there any no, credence to that? No, but you never know. I hope not. Oh, please no. I, I would really like to see it a part of the city so that it can be, you know, public or not public. 
Yeah, it seems to handle crowds pretty well. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a smaller map, so it's, yeah, it's, it's a relatively bad. small age. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not true. so vast. But you oh know, yeah, I like me, the new I like the new population limit that uh. Oh, is it 5,000? <laughs> yeah, it's been reduced yeah. to 100 now. It's Come reduced. on, kids, let's fill it. It's been reduced. Yeah. Yes, it's been reduced. I just like, I, I, th- I think that's a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> let's see how many people we can fit in it. <laughs> it's a goal to shoot for. You had to give up a cone for every single person you added, but hey. Oh, that's true, yeah. So what do you guys think about the uh, lack of cones in the city these days? I'm very pleased. I always thought the cones were evil. Well, you know, I... I, (laughs) It's because they have little pointy heads, is that it? People have to collect some things. Some of them are cones. Speaking of cones, I found out, and other people have probably seen this too, that with the new physics, it's quite possible, and in fact it's not uh, too difficult at all, to kick cones into the fountain in your hood. Yes? Yeah, I've kind of had that happen while trying to retrieve a fire bubble. You can boot them suckers right up into the fountain. It gave rise. Uh, you remember the movie of some years back, Three Coins in the Fountain? <laughs> I did that yeah. and thought, "Wow, three coins in the fountain!" And I, <laughs> I even, I even took a screen capture, and it's my wallpaper now. It's I'm a sad little person. You have to understand. <laughs> no, no, you're not. <laughs> I find humor in strange places. So anyway, you can kick coins into the fountain. So yes, must That's be known. Good. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's uh, you could have the uh, kick cones into the fountain in the ma- uh, marathon. Well, it could be part of the Dunny Olympics or something. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, no, that's not what I meant. I meant like oh, you know, oh. like for as a fundraiser, you know. Well, that's true. Like, yeah, kind of like a carnival marathon. game. You get three attempts or three cones lined up, and you've got like you can. <laughs> well, you folks are just always trying to find new ways, to waste time in Uru. There's well, a storyline to be lived here, and no, well, no, no, no. We we're, we're in until the fountain. <laughs> as long as we were in until Uru, see, a lot of that is still there. We're <laughs> hanging we'll over the past by our teeth. We'll play with anything. You, you know, in um, Eater Gira, when you're uh, kind of in the higher elevation, looking down on the 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 area that you link into, sure, how you can kind of leap down there. Uh huh. It's too bad there's not more of that in the game. Make that little squeal that Max makes when Sam swats him when he gets in the way. Whee! Oh, the wee! Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking that, that you know, apparently the, the muddy ground there is, is very flexible. And that's why, you know, oh. there's no guardrail or anything. I would like to see uh, more daring do's that we could achieve in the game. Yeah. You know, well, not, not necessarily with a purpose because, you know, oh, the, the whole having to jump down to the Gary Sun Varro door. door? Oh. Since the new physics engine has been kind of frustrating me. I didn't have any trouble. I, I used to be able to nail it every every time before, and now I'm not able to do it as well. Well, the first time I ever played that with the old standalone game, I was ready to tear hair out because not only... Well, see, they put that little red herring pinnacle down there that has nothing to do with anything except to get you to try to hit it. And uh, every time I would miss, I'd panic link, and it took forever in the early days for Garrison to load. And I'm sitting here going, going Miss was always like heralded as an easy to play game because I had simple <laughs> controls and what is this? Yeah. And once you figured out the solution to the puzzle, all you had to do was do it. And in this case, holy cow. <laughs> Looking around for Mario to make the leap for you. And, and I might have used some of Sherry's colorful language in that situation. <laughs> hey man, my colorful language has purpose. 
to offend people. Yes, I'm a giant walking offense, Moab. What do you want to make of it? It's cathartic. It gets it out of my system. And into ours. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, so what about, uh, shall we leave Scars behind and talk about A New Light? I thought right, we already we're did that. that. Oh, yeah. Oh, did we? Yeah, Mog missed the boat on that one. <laughs> no, I didn't. See, we ended up back at Greece and talking about the link, and I mean, that's old news. We did. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. But a new light. Let's talk about pellets. Yes, what, uh, pellets. Yeah, what are our first impressions? Now, some of us, of course, are familiar with Urkana uh, from the, you know, the Path of the Shell, like, expansion packs Mm -hmm. and personally i found it a lot of fun to get back to urkana because i thoroughly enjoyed it back then now of course uh, the age has been repurposed and the pellets have a very different significance than they did originally when we really couldn't figure out okay so there's this tremendous factory here and it manufactures these pellets and we drop the pellets into this little cave to light it up and see symbols ah i I don't think that but in this case there's more to it i don't think that's absolutely true because uh there was a, a, a light luminescent part of the path of the shell. And so I think it's not so much repurposed as it's been uh, expanded, purposefully directed. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. Because I, I think it's the same purpose, but uh, well, know, maybe. Well, let me throw this at you. Yeah. I thought of this the other night. Now, what do you guys think of this? Uh, you missed. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, Arcana was built by whom? The Dunny. Dunny. Okay, right. And the pellets, as we see them, uh, the purpose of the pellets is, as has been publicized, uh, to restore light levels in the lake, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yes. And that's a task that is necessary now because after the fall of the light, or the algae in the lake died and the light went away. Correct. So what was the purpose of Arcana before the fall? Maybe maybe they did feed it regularly. It probably did need to lake. be fed regularly. Love the lake. Well, that's a good point, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd wondered because that. Like, what was the purpose of Rakana? Yeah, right, who knows? Maybe, right. maybe they planted the algae <laughs> in the first place, and and then they created the pellets to feed the algae. Maybe where else is it going to get food? <laughs> I mean, where else hmm. on on, uh, on Earth does that algae occur? You know, that too. You know, that's Perhaps an intriguing thought. They might have found that luminous algae on a remote age or something, and thought, "Hey, we can use this to light the cavern." Early, I mean, early that's, on. That's all conjecture, but you know, it. it you know, it yeah. sounds like it would work. Yeah. <laughs> Unless the algae was written into the age originally. So. Yeah. I was thinking about that the other night, and it was kind of intriguing. And Yeah, it, oh, it, that, yeah. that did just occur to me this morning, because mm-hmm. I, I jumped in because I, I knew my pellets would be done. So before work, I went in to try uh-huh. a couple. <laughs> yep, yep. Of course. Now, see, the, another thought occurred to me. See, these Moog thoughts come with amazing regularity. Uh, <laughs> really? If you time yourself, you know, so you can get up and can up and log on, you know, just about the time. That the pellets are complete, it could interfere with like family family gatherings in very amusing ways. Say, for example, the Saturday night, and you started some pellets on early Saturday afternoon. It's during supper, you see, and you have guests there, and you say, "Excuse me a minute, I've got to go upstairs and drop some pellets." Dear God <laughs> Almighty, that did not come out of me. Boy. That did not come out well, of me. You know, on record, that, that came. That out was of a blood. really long path to get to that. <laughs> Oh, well, it's set up as everything, you know. My husband, my husband told me, I said, baby, i got to go drop pellets. And he goes, baby, you need to eat more fiber. Yeah. 
And I was like, okay. honey, I'm just going to have to shoot you now. I was like, I was just not ready for that. I got blindsided with that one, but I See, figured you guys might I'm sorry. <laughs> I was a rabbit in a previous life, and it's just, you know, kind of stuck. So. So, it, is it is it being too spoilers to talk about the movable rock? Uh, yeah. I don't Damn. think so. I don't well, think so. Movable rock. I just heard that it's actually actually was movable in teapots. It is. It oh yeah, you it was. Kick it. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> oh, that one. Uh, yes. <laughs> that oh. would make my job so much easier. You easy. know how. Uh, oh, I. Gah! <laughs> <laughs> what? Who, who's freaking out? Me. All of us. Wolfgang? Yeah. Why are it's you a painful out, memory. <laughs> the rock, the movement, and completely ignoring it and beating the... Ooh. Oh, I've got, I've got the journey cloth to bring me back to this exact location. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen to him. Oh, sweetie. There's... there's there's uh, there's oh so much more to be frustrated with with the whole teapots thing. Okay, standing oh, on standing on the one spot <laughs> for fifteen minutes. Oh, I just walked away and read a book. Oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure the standing on the one spot for fifteen minutes is not gone. Oh, oh it don't better tell be, me or that. there will don't be an dare. outcry. Oh no, the room is still there. And remember, the room only works if you are alone. Uh, Alright folks, get no 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 you, no, no, you have folks you have to it's my turn <laughs> You know what she said will cause an outcry like the community has never That's seen. That's why we need that place to be instance. Yes. Uh, uh, I didn't think if it, it was an instance, no one's gonna Ooh. wanna stand around doing nothing for fifteen minutes. Oh my You know at the same time, do you oh think that that delay was kind of a relative thing, and comparing it in the standalone game to the online version and to the real-time version. I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but I think it'll make such a difference if we realize that this is like developing over time. Well, look at it this way. All the waiting that we've seen thus far has been increased over what we recall before. And I believe the pellets before were a 15-minute cook time. Yeah, they're a little different now, aren't they? And yeah. I also believe that this the wait in that room was 15 minutes, which means that the waiting time may be more than 15 minutes, no, 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 as no, no, is no, 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 taken no, no, to no, the pause. Don't just say an idea. No idea. Steve and come back, do something else, and then come back to what you were doing. You can't do that with that page. You have to stand there. That's right. You've right got to stay right in that spot. Yeah. No, there are cloths in there. Wait. Moana? But you have to be under the light, yes? I want to know why you find such rationalizations for such evil in the cavern. You, you stand 15 minutes in one place, okay? That serves no purpose. That Unless no I'm good. sitting in PMs for 15 minutes, which I don't like doing because my fingers hurt when I type. Okay? If I, if I stand with my thumb up my backside in one of the pods for 15 hours, no, these insane no. times have now got to there's something stop. to do. They've got. Is there any mode for that? Let me go look. I'll be right back. Oh, that was that was rich. Yeah. <laughs> okay, can someone mute Sherry before she starts using expletives? Oh no, no, no! It's just my curiosity as to why people need to justify this evil. You know. There are so many people in the forums that I that are saying, "Stop the madness! Just stop!" You know, it's like everybody's standing around, and it's 
one of those things where we like to be active. We we are a very active community. We like to be going and doing. You know, that's the fun part. I Hyperactive. Mean, <laughs> yeah. Hyperactive. Hyperkinetic I mean, rabbity things. Yeah. yeah Mink- yes. Minkata was a really great example uh-huh. of, hey, you can burn 15 minutes running in the desert. You <laughs> Just know, trying to find the first have, hole, yeah. Yeah, trying to find the first hole, but you stand in one place for 15 minutes, you're going to have people want to rip their eyes out of their sockets, and they're not even going to want to fool with it. Uh-huh. You know, how many, how many people went to the farms for spoilers for the pods? How many hey. people did that? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. But, yep. but, you, but, but you, the, the, the pods remain, what is it, 10, 11 hours apart? 15. The, 15. 15? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, 15 hours. 15. Oh. It's multiple to 15. And, 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 the, and the pellets have become hours instead of minutes. Uh-huh. Huh. Uh, I see a certain propensity developing. Yeah. I do not like it. Sam I do I not am. like it, Sam. I am. Yeah. I do not like it. Well, see, actually, I deal with the, uh, the pellet baking time simply by starting a batch and then coming back, get my next visit or the next day, for example. Right. And That's dropping those. Doing. Same thing with the pods. And immediately starting another batch. There 15 hours staying yeah. there for it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, That's who, who's got pellets I mean, baking I can right deal now. with the 15-hour period. Well, I've got some that should be made. baked, actually. Yeah. I just need to go get them. I no, need to go drop some is, pellets. Okay. Yeah. I stand here. I go there 15. I get there, and then 15 minutes later, it'll let me do what I need to do. That would be fine. But it means I have to stay there 15 minutes doing nothing. Yeah. That just doesn't. So you have more important things to do. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> what if we could leave our shoes there? Ooh, pressure pad. Yeah. I like it. Or kick a cone onto the onto Ooh. it or something. Yeah. But yeah. they got rid of those. Oh, oh, they did. That's right. The one cone. <laughs> yes, the one lone cone. There is one cone in the sea. Last I heard. Yes, no. and have you tried to kick it? It don't move. <laughs> Or, has anyone said there can be only one? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Well, I was, was going to kick it off the edge. I was just yeah. references now. Yeah. Well, I was feeling Andre one afternoon. I thought I'd just kick it off the edge, but you can't move it. So who's Andre? We'll have the return of the cone. Hey. Oh, yeah, guys. What about Eddie? Eddie's still around, isn't he? He's always been around. Yeah. Well, why don't we put Eddie on top of that thing for fifteen minutes? Huh? How would we get him there? Huh? You can barely get him up the stairs. Yeah, you can't hardly move him anymore. Uh, and remember, yeah. they, uh, we don't have hands. Hey, speaking of linking with things, have any of you guys ever tried in Arcana at the pellet machine to place your hand on the pellet and then link to your relto and see if the pellet comes with you? <laughs> oh, I have not no. thought of that. <laughs> it occurred to me, but I didn't want to waste a pellet. <laughs> well, if you got well, a patch of duds. I tried to link to those two... Uh, the Faro cave without having pellets made. Yeah. And my my avatar put his hand there dutifully mm-hmm. and then he stood there. So I think I think he was having like an invisible force field. Can't touch the lake pad. Really? <laughs> I've had that happen. Because yeah, as and, I recall, I was able to link to the Barrow cave with no pellet. And also when I returned after having tested a pellet, mm-hmm. uh, I returned with the direct link book present where you test the pellets. I right. came back and found the machine closed. I tried I, to hit the button to, to open it up and it wouldn't open. So I linked to Relto back to Urkana using the, the journey cloth link and sure. the machine was open and working fine. So. Oh, that's a bug. Did that's you submit exactly that? That's exactly what happened to me. Exactly. That's a bug. Like that should bug. be ticketed. Yeah. Anthony, will you get on that for me, please? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. 
would I get on that for you? <laughs> Fix it, my good man. <laughs> well, there's a ticket system. But, but Anthony, you're so much better at it than I am. <laughs> I'm sorry, because what is I it? do bugs all the time for Microsoft doesn't mean I'm going to do them for you. But, Hello? Anthony, <laughs> this is me. <laughs> the Janathus. Oh, no. Let's not start that again. Well, not the Janathus. Oh, I, I almost consider oh, bringing Sir Janathus to this recording. Oh, my dear God. <laughs> Oh, yes, you have brought him back. So a little bit of Surgeon Athos goes a long way. <laughs> uh, oh, yes, he most certainly does. Well, have we run out of productive things to say? Um, oh, no, it's slightly productive the, uh... things to say. We're done with the pellets, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, you know, it's one of those things. Just Well, uh, I, we I couldn't resist Arcana, but there has been other goings on. In... Oh, yeah. Well, that's very true, mm-hmm. and they should be covered, like Douglas Sharper's latest escapades. Has, has there been escapades or just announcements of, on the, uh, of presented or pur- intended escapades? escapades. Yeah. Yeah, 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 purported escapades. Purported. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Somebody just needs to hose him down because I don't like the talk that's coming out of his mouth. And there are just some things that are going on with that whole, you know, must take revenge thing. Yes, I think not, he kind of snapped. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he has reached the funny farm. Yeah. And I tell you what. I mean, best get him where Phil is before he really starts fouling things up. Mm-hmm. You want him dead? No, I don't want him dead, sweetie. I just want him where he can't hurt anybody. Let's get... You dead. know what? Let's... Well, no. Let's just, let's just put him in the wall room. Let him fool with that. Just keep him away from the animals. I mean, you know, you shoot one borrow. You don't care which one you shoot. But then it ends up being a good guy. I mean, I think we should start the borrow protection program. I think there is one I mean, already. Uh, that, uh, we need to have Nobody a borrow protection program. Me in my sleep. You know, I mean, put little hat, dark glasses on him, explorer's clothes, just big blue eyes. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, that's gonna work just, real well. Well, dang it, I don't. I just don't want sharper going around shooting anything that could help us in the long run. You know, the chat log I read, there was a lot of protest about the ideas he was putting forth, and I yeah. think. Very few explorers agreed with what he wanted to do. Now, he wasn't charged with it. He was just taking the initiative to do it himself, right? Right, oh, that's he's right. he's being a vigilante. Oh, he's, he's always a been a vigilante. That's nothing yeah, new. Yeah, he's always yeah, true, been kind, of, kind of single-minded. You know, DRC yeah. and him have, have not seen eye to eye more than once. Yeah. Well, maybe this will be their excuse to push him somewhere where well, he can't hurt anybody. To take us back just a, just a couple steps, um, is, is anyone... When we're talking about like a predator and all that stuff, when mm-hmm. the creatures that are being mauled, what have you, mm-hmm. was anyone just really completely shocked when we did, realized it was a baro? I freaked. Oh, yeah. I mean, did did you go? Oh, of course, yes. Oh, baro is obvious. I mean, I didn't did no expect one think that. that? I, I wasn't <laughs> terribly surprised. It, no. it made sense I know, I in retrospect. Did expect yeah. that the baro weren't going to be the pure things that everyone thought they were. Oh, I've I did. expected that for a while. Oh, Which was interesting because so clean a story for them just to be <laughs> perfect, you know. Yeah, yeah and from all that Yisha told us, we never saw this coming. <laughs> oh, I haven't trusted Yisha since things? the beginning. She's insane. <sighs> but it's to me, I think that you know, in my head, you know, these guys are herbivores, or you know, they get their nutrients from some other type of food instead of flesh. 
You know, yeah. I figured for sure that's what, what it would be. Mm-hmm. And now to find out that, hey, they're carnivores, all right. I, I just thought I they mean, drank of the ethereal essence of the universe. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of that, too. Well, <laughs> that and chips, you know. Yes, yes, Benitos. Yeah, they're Benitos. Um, but on the other ethereal. hand, are they killing for food or for or for vengeance or for sport or for pleasure? I don't think they're even just to kill. Oh, vengeance. No. Oh, that was way too random. Like well, killing. If it's vengeance, then it's vengeance against a dunny that no longer exists. Yeah. Well, no. What about the just killing random creatures in Nagalin? I mean, that's not vengeance. Well, all, all the ages want slaughter. Well, all the ages are you know dunny ages. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was already established that yeah there are already existing ages. Well, that the uh, the Baro were killing the animals just to kind of get someone. I thought that was already established, wasn't it? Really? Get I heard that. No, they were killing the animals to lure someone in there. Yeah, like oh, that. oh, oh. Mm. Ooh, mm. that's dark. Yeah, it is. That's that is darker that than usual theory. for our peaceful little world. So mm-hmm. oh, wa- watch which flower you try to cuddle with. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see no if I can sleep tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not ready for the borrow to be, you know, bloodthirsty, you know, villains here. This well, they aren't not... all apparently. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We just don't like know not which all is which. The were wanton slave drivers. True. <laughs> and apparently, you know, Sharper I... maintains that he can tell the good ones from the bad ones. But I got oh, the impression wow. that he. Well, yeah, and I got the impression too that he was just out to get Annie Barrow, regardless of their disposition. So, what exactly will he use to lure the Barrow? Oh boy! Oh, 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 oh! I Another think floor, maybe. Uh, um, is he that around the bend, or is snakes? that? Well, not snakes. Snakes makes him go away. Well, snakes will keep them from bothering him. If well, yeah. he'll have snakes on him or something. I wish somebody had suggested to Wheelie that she draw the snake symbol. Yeah. They never liked that thing, did they? No, no, they sort of mm. they sort of freak, so that would be would have been an interesting plot twist, but I guess nobody thought of it at the time. Nope. I, 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 I wonder if somebody had done. thought of it and said it if 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 that would have saved her. Leonardo well, I don't was, know. Uh, talking about huh. it. I was trying to shut it down when we were all in the city. Uh, it might have got lost in chat, though. I'm quite sure it was suggested, though. It could well have been, because there was so much chat firing back and forth that, boy. <laughs> and then it was so laggy in the city. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't even get in. Most of us probably couldn't. I was listening I, uh, from the listening Well, from I'll, tell you, the I'll tell you what. One viral comes along and messes with my relative book, they're going to get a swift slap. Smack. Yep. Um... But, but guys, I, you know, I, I'm sitting here thinking about this. I mean, they were imprisoned for how long? They were imprisoned for a long time. <laughs> 10,000 really, years! Well, Yeah, longer you know, than the Denny had the okay. cavern. Yeah. So, take for example, if, you know, you've got a faction of Barrow who got really twisted by the whole enslavement thing and were treated poorly and everything like that. Yeah. You know, when you come out of prison and you've been beat up, beat down or whatever, I don't know, I don't know this from experience, but I'm guessing yeah. that, you know, they might be out for some revenge. That could you know? well be. And then there might Two be Two wrongs that, you know, do not make a right. Oh, cool. Of course not. Well, think of Savedro, yeah. for example. But do they have that cliche in Barrow speak? Do they have what? matter. That Are you cliche. saying I'm cliche? Yes. Oh dear. Mm. 
Oh, why did you even mess with him, Lego? You, how many times have we been through this Moa, before? Can, can you just, like, right-click Lego's name and just drop him from the... Uh, yeah, boys, take this out behind... Take this out in the chat room. Take this out behind the studio. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, for me, I really think that there is still so much information that we don't know. Yeah, and, and I hope it comes out. It's not right to make assumptions. Yeah. yeah. It's very not it's right. It's fun to, to theorize, that's for sure. But Yes. Yeah. And that's Definitely what we do as a community. We theorize. We certainly do. And logistically speaking, we're up to nearly 40 minutes with this little confab. How much longer okay. do we want to take it? Uh, you, you can probably. Two hours. We can, we can probably. Jesus. Is there a way to, to wrap this into a close? See you later. Thank you for joining us. Have two, a good evening. Yeah. They're still advertising in the cavern. And oh, no, that's a really good one to bring up. Yeah. What mm-hmm. happened? Why don't we close uh, with that? All right. All right. Hey, Sherry, why don't you transition us to that last point about advertising? Um, well, there's been uh, quite a little bit of talk about advertising. I guess they got the bug with us and our Donitos ad. And mm, aren't those Donitos oh, good? Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. Where to blame? But, uh, yeah, I guess yeah. so. But no, don't pin it on ha- us. <laughs> has there been talk of advertising in the cavern? You well, catch me up. Yeah. Tell me what's going on. It came straight from Kate Alexander, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Kate mentioned that. Show. Like I, I don't think she promised it. I thought she, she said, what, what would the explorers, how would they feel about it? Yeah, because uh, she's explaining that there is a financial crunch on the part of the DRC, and they are looking mm-hmm. for any way to bring more revenue into the restoration. Now, of course, the theories are going around. Is is this completely in cavern or out of cavern? And yeah. uh, okay, that's what my thinking. Where my thinking was going. Is this a veiled proposal to uh, try to bring more revenue into you know Game Tap slash Cyan? So anyway, that's where that is. Uh, I know what they should do. They should do video games live in the auditorium. Oh, oh there you go. That would be cool. Hmm. Uh, that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be laggy. Personally, I'm thinking long. it is a veiled balloon to test and see what the community would think if, of them actually doing advertising. Okay, now should we have a Coke machine or a Pepsi machine? Right. Pepsi. Oh, it's got to be Coke. Pepsi to commemorate our Pepsi. yeah our dear departed Pepsi. explorer friend. Yeah, yeah but I'm a, oh. I'm a Coke person. Did you guys yeah. see the I drink tea. I did, yes. That was very nicely done. No, I can only think with advertising in this manner that if you bring more attention to the cavern through advertisers, this can only help the world grow. And so, you know, I agree. <laughs> if it's done tastefully and kind of subtly. Yes. Yeah. And that's the point. It's how it's executed. But there should be no difference. no bikini girls in front of the the mall. No, no, no. No. No, None no, of that. nothing like yeah. that. I mean, that's not our way. Yeah. They could like open up a Gap store down in the mall strip or something. Uh, whatever, Sherry. You want to wear a bikini uh, yeah, to Anone? I'm on to you. <laughs> no, that's not it at all. No, I was saying that I agreed with you about the bikini-clad things. I mean, that's not our way. Yeah, and it needs to be in the spirit of the game. Yes, yes exactly. definitely. Now, I wouldn't. You know, when I go to when I go to Anone to just keep swimming, let me tell you, buddy. I've got the dreadlocks on. I've got the short sleeve shirt. And I got my shorts. I am good. Uh-huh. You know, that's all I need. I don't. Mm. But Uru's never been about fashion. Who goes hiking in a Prada suit? Nobody. Yeah. So, you know, Crazy just people. drop that. Uh, Laura Croft, duh. 
Well, yeah, yeah. God. Fictional Give characters. Give it to you guys. <laughs> think of Laura Croft. Oh, yeah. There's been a lot of talk of that in Game Tap though, lately. Yes, there has. <laughs> yeah, there sure has. What, a bikini-clad Laura Croft? Well, no, just Laura in general. Laura in general. Oh. Yeah. Her, her long and sordid history. Yeah. Yep. Boys will be boys. Well, so we've descended to Lara Croft. Should we wrap this up? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, Make an let's, let's finish this off. That wraps up another edition of TCT Talk. And this has been... Anthony. Janathus. Lego Addict. Moog. Wolfgang D. And Sherry, signing off. It's always a pleasure to feature works by our community musicians. We have some amazing talents among us, and the recent arrival of Jeff Wise on the musical scene has been a real treat. Jeff's recent work, Urkana, commemorates that age and succinctly captures both its beauty and its industrial grittiness. So sit back and enjoy Urkana by Jeff Wise. Okay, Explorers. <laughs> it's Sherry. Uh, you know, the, the staffers at the Cavern today, they love to test my, um, let's see, <laughs> they, they just try to mess me up coming and going, and you know when I start laughing, it's all over the place. Well, you guys remember the speech and, and when we all first started Uru, where Yisha says, once again, the stream in the cleft has begun to flow. It was dry for so long, the water is flowing in from the desert. The storm is coming. Now, you guys remember this speech, and you remember how beautiful Yusha's voice is as she's delivering this. So, the staffers of the cabin today have put together a Mad Lib from Yusha's speech at the beginning of Uru. So, bear with me. We are going to get through this, and I hope you enjoy the cavern today staff's 
Madlib. Hail, thou who art highly inflatable. Oh, yes, not in Swahili, they won't gag. Once again, the megalomaniacal artificially intelligent scythe in the 20 miles above the South Pole hovering in a helicopter has begun to flow. It was ribald for so long. The water is gyrating in from the desert. The axe-wielding chipmunk is coming. Have you heard of the nondescript flower planter? The rhombohedral nondescript flower planter, the ancient Starbucks, where there was power to get one's boogie on oranges? For thousands of space food sticks, the nondescript flower planter lived, exploded beneath the coconut. Keeper of the Hindu swastika, keeper of the tortoise, keeper of the llamas, always digesting. The nondescript flower planter grew ghastly, and then it gagged. The water implodes where it wills. It seeks its own face, uncontrolled, except that it flows north by west, always north by west. Madison, Wisconsin, city of ghouls, of other worlds, swam. But now it mutilates again. It waits. Some will extrapolate that destination, but you should extrapolate the cell phone. It's as a fine grape juice, colloquial beyond comprehension, but now substandard. We will show you droves, pieces of the tapestry, blenders of the journey. Find the remnants, these moose. 4,387,442.5 in each age. 4,387,442.5 here in Karachi. Consider it a giraffe. No, an opal. Worship. The water flows sideways, and where it pools and bequeaths, and finally it reaches the Uruites, and the horse race begins to assess again. I am S.J. My automobiles brought me to this place. We will capitulate you. So, from all of the main staffers who are trying to mess me up and Toronecco, this is Sherry for the Caffer today, signing off. Shira Explorers, this is Moros, and I'm here to read to you a letter which the Denny Linguistic Fellowship has asked us to pass to the Denny Restoration Council. <clears throat> Here's how it reads. Dear Miss Alexander, the tragic loss of Willow Engberg and Rosette Taylor weighs heavily on our hearts, especially coming on the heels of recent changes to Denny Restoration Council, or DRC, personnel, removing friends to the Explorer community. While we mourn the loss of those dear to us, we also recognize that the restoration we have committed to will fail if we do not overcome our sorrows and conquer our fears. We all recognize the profound importance of this project the DRC has undertaken and wish to see it flourish to its fullest. However, comments accompanying these recent events have raised concerns among many explorers about the apparent direction of restoration efforts. In particular, your public remarks on May the 3rd, 2007, that at this point we don't have much need of translation of Dunny documents, and in fact, Nick White was not doing any translation, stands as especially troubling. Indications that a replacement for Mr. White is being sought are reassuring, yet the suggestion that the translation and analysis of archival Dunny texts plays a negligible role in the restoration comes as a shock and raises questions about the DRC's methodology and cultural regard. At its heart, an archaeological endeavor, the restoration cannot but place translation of Dunny language documents at the center of its efforts. 
It is well known that the Denis were an obsessively archival people, recording their history and cataloging their ages in extensive detail. Such a first-hand resource ought not to be ignored. Rather, these texts should be fully mined for their insights into age and city locations under consideration for work. Technical documents will assist in safely reactivating long-dormant Dunny technology. Historical documents will tell the stories behind restoration sites and may even direct engineers to easily overlook secrets or warn them of unseen dangers. It should be noted that there are a number of talented Dunny linguists among the explorers, some of whom have been studying the language for over a decade and can trace their educational pedigree back to Dr. Watson himself. These amateur Dunny enthusiasts are willing to volunteer their time to the DRC for its translation needs. Explorers recognize, though, the sensitive nature of these documents and honor the DRC's rights over release of its findings. We do not expect to be privy to these texts, but we do seek assurance that the restoration is being conducted in a historically, culturally, and ethically responsible fashion that recognizes the central place of translation of Dunny archival documents. As you state in a message to explorers, we must respect the thousands of years of history that surround us and our efforts. It is in the spirit of this respect and the promise of new opportunities that we urge the DRC to reconsider its stance and shift Dunny translation from the margins back to the center of the restoration. We appreciate your taking these views into consideration. A response may be directed to the Dunny Linguistic Fellowship at dunnygrammar at yahoo.com. Sincerely, the Dunny Linguistic Fellowship. For the Cavern Today, this is Morris signing off. Last time on Journey of the Called, Tyon, Lan, and Ken entered an age of a very strange nature. And as they linked in, each of them found themselves in the same age, but each saw something very different. They didn't realize it at the time, but Tyon was in a future state of the age, Lan was in the past, and Ken was in the present. Each of them was traveling the same journey, and they had all shared the same experiences, but now they had all ended up in what was the fourth instance. Now together they began to try and figure out the purpose of their strange journey. The only thing they did know is that they were all called to that mysterious age, but only a short time would pass before they would find the answers to their questions. While all of this was taking place, another adventure had been unfolding for Ty's old friend Jeff, along with two other journeyers, Glenn and John. Their journey, like Tyon's, had begun with very few clues as to what age they'd found themselves in. But after a little searching and some intense arguments, they found a linking book that transported them to an age that Tyon had mentioned in one of his journals, the age of Najian. Meanwhile, Tyon, Lan, and Ken were met by a young prince named Avon, and Prince Avon explained to them the high price of taking the journey they had begun. Each of them accepted the burden, not knowing where their journey would lead. Two paths, two journeys, only now beginning. And now join us for today's episode of Journey of the Called. In all of our journeys, we've encountered worlds with widely different conditions. And by that, I mean weather conditions. In Itergira, it was a bit hot. In Kimo, it was always cool and rainy. In Taladin, well, it's muggy. Oh yes, Garrison, well, it was usually sunny there. But never have we encountered snow 
and sub-zero temperatures. Well, now Len and Ken, myself, have actually stumbled upon that very condition. Of all the ages we could have been linked to, we had to find one like this. A freezing, desolate age. I guess Prince Haven wasn't kidding when he said this wouldn't be easy. I think we should have brought warmer clothing. Remind me, why do we wear these Yisha shirts? Um, because we love Yisha? <sighs> oh, come on, guys. How could it possibly get any worse? You had to ask, didn't you? Come on, then. Let's find some shelter. Oh, this is hysterical. Look at them there, shivering like dogs. I've seen worse. There is nothing that brings you joy, is there? Well, let me put it in human terms. You'd have to wake up pretty early to get me to laugh at something like that. <sighs> Kirill, Kirion, the time has come. For? Give me the fragments of the amulet. Yes, my yes. leader, my leader. <laughs> It has begun. Soon my objective will be complete. Kirion, take this to the age of Najion. You know what to do. With pleasure. Oh, thank the Maker for ruins. Oh, I second that. Why is it always ruins? It's the way of the world. It's, I can live with that. I guess I'll have to. Where did I put that fire marble? Here it is. Oh, thank you. And for just five more Dini dollars, you can get five extra fire marbles. That's right, five extra fire marbles. <laughs> Thanks for the advertisement, Len. Just doing my part. Um, where are we? Good question. Len? Yes? Let's get to work. Right. Breaking out the blank notebooks. walked around this island at least ten times, and the total sum of what we found? Nothing! Glenn, learn some patience. <laughs> Come on, guys, let's look just a little longer. I think we're missing something. You've been saying that for the last five hours. Look, if there's one thing I know, it's that sometimes the thing you're looking for is right in front of your nose. Maybe if you're blind. Wow. Oh, John, are you all right? Yeah, oh, well, I think I found it. Ah, great. No, the ladder. Uh, let's go then. <laughs> you're actually volunteering? The way I see it, you're just going to make me go anyway. Yeah, good point. And we just keep going and going and going and going. Well then, yeah, it sure is dark. Well, thank you, Captain Obvious. Well, that's what these fire marbles are for. <laughs> With just a shake, boom! Must you make your own sound effects? Hmm, what's this? A chamber? Yeah, looks like. Very similar to the Lincoln room we started in. Just light the lantern. That's just about to start. Well, hurry it up. Afraid of the dark there, Glenn? I'm not. But I know you are. Nah, I live in it. Great. So, is this the sacred place of the mystics? 
A shame it's going to be destroyed. <laughs> what? How dare she? Kriya! You called? Tell Kyrian to leave that place at once. Oh, Avin, you know I could never do such a thing. If you dare go through with what you're planning, I promise you, it will fail. <laughs> we shall see. So this is the age of Najion. You've heard of this place? Yes. Long time ago. Ty, someday we are going to sit down and talk about your adventures. Sounds good to me. Glenn, would you please hand me that pen over there? Sure. But we are not done talking about this. Yeah, well, I th think... Oh. Ty! I'm, I'm okay. Whoa. I just got dizzy there for a moment. Are you sure you're alright? Yes, come on, let's keep working. I take it your mission was a success. Yes. And the age journeyers? That is another matter we must discuss. You see, when I arrived, they vanished. What? I cannot explain it. Try! It was like they linked away. Yet they did not. How does that... My leader. So then, it is the Age of Protection. Shall I return? Not just yet. I have another task for you. My leader, I am ready. I think I know what you want me to do. Excellent. Proceed, Carol. And now, my leader, what do you have up your sleeve? You shall see. In time. Have you two found anything interesting yet? I believe so. Ty? This is it. The Age of the Maiden. Maiden? A place where a special mystic rests. And now I know what Kiral's intention is. Care to clue me in? So this is what it's come to, Avelia. I will do my best to fulfill the task. But if I fail, forgive me. I don't know if even I can succeed. Well, Sherry's been thinking again, and while we never quite know what she's going to come up with, we know what will always be entertaining. So, Sherry, what's up? Hi, this is Sherry for the Cavern today. I have a lot of family in Uru. I've known a lot of you folks since 2004 in Prologue. So, some of what you'll hear me talk about this time around you might be familiar with, but some of you might not. But this month, I'm going to hit on another common sense thing. Y'all know how I love Andy Rooney and Paul Harvey. Let's talk about the big picture. Okay, so some of you may know that my husband works at a very large public facility. It's a museum, but it's more like a nature preserve. It's a combination of the two, I guess. And it's almost just like our native Denis. It's a learning environment, but with lots of adventures and puzzles that make you think. When you walk into the place, you could swear up and down that you were in the cleft. 
Hey, New Mexico isn't that far from Nevada, you know. All that being said, my husband came home and told me that I was going to get to go to the VIP opening of the facility. My first thought was, oh, wow, me a VIP? Well, that's super. Let's go. So I got pressed and dressed and headed down to the place, and, well, I looked around. And there was a band playing, and all these rich folks were walking around and looking at all the beautiful buildings and interacting with the exhibits and enjoying the place. But more than anything, they were just socializing with each other and taking everything around them for granted like it didn't mean anything to them. You know what I saw? In every rock, exhibit, building, everything around me, all I could think of and see were the people who made it possible and the people who stood behind them. Now that's an odd thing to see as you're walking around a brand new world-class facility. I should have been reading the panels about desert living and water conservation, but I didn't see that. It was just words on a board in front of me. What I really saw were the educators that went through and researched all of that information to put it on that informational panel in the first place, and the man who had to read all of them to make sure they were correct and sign off on them before they were printed and hung. When I looked at the buildings, I thought of that nice architect Jeff and his sweet wife. I thought about how she probably hasn't been spending the same amount of time with him as she did before the project started. And all the while, there are these rich folks floating around just walking by and taking the building that he designed for granted, looking at the striations and the rammed earth walls and remarking how beautiful it was, but they were just thinking about the building. They weren't thinking of the architect or his sweet wife and the sacrifice that she made for that building to be there. When I thought of the construction workers putting together the wooden planks that would hold the rammed earth into place to cure after they had made it, and how their wives, husbands, and children, and their parents hadn't seen them as much as they used to before the project started. You know, we always take the finished product for granted. We never think of the people who are behind the buildings that we live in, or the time away from their families that it took to build that structure. We never bother to think about the families behind the worker that makes such wonderful things for us to see and do. Just as we do not think of the time it took for a teacher to get their degree so that they could teach our children, we really don't observe the people behind the scenes that really make the beautiful places that we visit and the people who stand behind them with love and support. But then I saw something, the director of the facility and a few feet away from him was his wife, and she was so excited to be there. She was visiting with some folks, but then she excused herself from them, turned, looked at her husband, put her arm around him, and kissed him on the cheek, and told him how proud she was of him and what he had accomplished. She was, you know, she's in the exact same boat I was, I was and still am. Our husbands haven't had a day off in over three months, but we both know that it'll still be another month or so before they have one. Then I'm going to tranquilize my husband and make him sleep for a week. Okay, but <laughs> the rich folks around, walking around, they didn't see that with their limousines and their frou-frou clothes and attitudes asking who it was that made their suit or dresses that they were wearing that evening. They were just enamored with themselves, the buildings, and the different exhibits. They could have cared less about how exhausted the entire staff and our husbands were. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, I figure that sometimes we need to look behind the folks that make things possible for us. So for the spouses, significant others, and all the folks who make sacrifices for us so that we can enjoy our life, I guess it's just appropriate to say thank you, don't you? 
thank you to the texture artist's wife or husband who doesn't see their spouse because they're working overtime at home on texturing models for the different ages. The 3D modeler's spouse who comes in to check on him and bring him a cold drink and kisses him on the head before leaving him to his work in their home office. Thank you to the sound engineer's wife who has to listen to him make racket with different things just to get the right sounds for us to hear. The Rezang's significant others who hear about our adventures and the tickets we write up. And you know those nice fellows who write the code for everything to work and work with the physics engine? How about their spouses that have to hear about all the bugs, glitches, and problems that they just can't quite seem to figure out and are trying their patience? But those spouses are still supportive and loving while that poor guy is banging his head against a wall. Now, also, you got to think about Grey Dragon's other half, who has to hear about the community. And you have to think about Mrs. Rawa, who hears him creating a whole new language and has to wade amongst volumes and volumes of Sanskrit and Sumatran. And if Rawa is anything like my husband, oh, let me tell you, there are books everywhere. So, most of all, though, I would love to someday shake the hand of the Mrs. Millers and their children and their grandchildren and thank them for their self-sacrificing attitude so that their husbands, fathers, and grandfathers could envision this world for us and imagine the epic story that we take part in every day. You know, Ra was said it. Sometimes we don't see the really big picture because we're looking so close at the little bitty tiny details. I figure sometimes it's good to take a good hard look at the really big picture. But you know what? That's just me, of course. And this is Sherry for The Cavern Today, signing off. It's always exciting to hear of new community projects, and this one is no exception. Subterranean Restorations is a new group who are pooling their talents in an attempt to research and publicize new findings pertaining to the Dene. So over to you, Montgomery. Shara, this is Montgomery, The Cavern Today's investigative reporter. If you haven't been to the cavern lately, or you haven't been listening to the grapevine, you may have missed out on some very interesting happenings in Denis. Happenings that happen to have happened outside the DRC's normal sphere of influence. There is, in fact, a second group of independently funded restoration experts, archaeologists, and translators working in the cavern. Known collectively as Subterranean Restorations, this group is still small, but growing with remarkable speed. They've done this by taking advantage of the groundbreaking work already done by the Denis Restoration Council, but also by doing something the DRC has for the most part not done, utilizing the large, untapped, and freely available pool of talent provided by the explorer community. Already, Subterranean Restorations has sought the services of such diverse explorer organizations as the Denis Linguistics Fellowship, the Guild of Inspectors, and several others. Also notably different from their DRC counterparts, the SR funders can often be found in the cavern, holding interviews for restoration volunteers, or hosting town hall meetings. They even answer their emails. Funded largely by Olivia Whitefield, owner of Hydrus Inc., a software coding company, and Vincent Kingsley of Kingsley Design, Subterranean Restorations is focusing its efforts not on Denis structures and ages, but rather on Denis artifacts, works of art, and texts. Of course, SR has its Subterranean Restorations Bevan and official website, both available to the public. However, not yet available to the curious public is SR's base of operations and the primary focus of its efforts, a Denis art museum located in an undisclosed area of the cavern wall. Until recently, the only way into or out of this site was by boat. However, Miss Whitefield has now found a way to provide her team access through the Nexus. 
While subterranean restorations and the DRC's methods differ in important ways, they have both had their share of recent setbacks. The tragic events of last month are well known. However, the SR site has been lately plagued by vandalism and looting. For this reason, the SR has engaged a security team. If you are interested in assisting subterranean restorations in its efforts, visit the website at subrest.webhop.org where explorers were invited to help restore several recent finds, including some damaged Dini tapestries, partial music recordings, and poetry manuscripts. Please listen again next month to The Cavern Today, when I will go into more details about SR's site, and with luck, secure an interview with one of its funders. For The Cavern Today, this is Montgomery. The Uru Live Yearbook. It's a yearbook for Uru Live. That's right. Your Abby's picture in a yearbook for Uru Live. If you want your Abby's picture in the Uru Live yearbook, please send it to ulybk at hotmail.com. Details can be found at the Uru Live or Uru Obsession forums. The Uru Live yearbook, because we can. No, if 256 pictures are not received by Friday, July 6th, there will be no Uru Live yearbook. This annoying commercial brought to you by Dalkin Starbine and Moite. I'm Kay! And again, we close. Thank you to all the team who have contributed to this month's podcast. To Dalkin Starbine for the news to the JOTC team for Journey of the Called, and to Donahue for her assembly of this month's episode. To Janathus, Sherry, Anthony, Lego Addict, and Wolfgang D. for their participation in TCT Talk. To Jeff Wise for his musical selection. To Montgomery for reading the open letter and for his contribution to the book repair spot. To everyone on our forum who contributed to the Mad Lib and to Sherry for reading it, with additional kudos to Sherry for her That's Just Me installment. And this is Mowog, leaving you with best wishes from the TCT staff. See you in the cavern. <laughs>